Welcome to the Live in Everett podcast, where we explore good things in Everett, Washington. I'm Garrett Hunt. And I'm Tyler Chisholm. Welcome to the Live in Everett podcast, episode number 42, which is brought to you with support from People's Bank, a locally owned and operated independent community bank since 1921. For a higher level of service for all of your banking needs, visit the team at their flagship branch right here in downtown Everett at 2702 Colby. So Tyler, what's happening? Well, I'm so full of barbecue from the lunch that we had that I had to take a breath break during that ad read because I have so much food in me right now that I can hardly breathe. Yeah, we went to JNL Barbecue for lunch today. Shot a little video. It was delicious. It was delicious. Uh, the other thing that's up, Tellers. My band just played the tractor with Smoky Brights this last weekend, and it was a really fun time. I'm like still tired and. Um, my nerves, I feel like, are still kind of shot from the stress of that show. But thanks to all the Everett faces that came out that night, I had a great time. Uh, yeah, how you doing? I'm good. Henry wrote into the outline here uh, for my what's new talking point uh, to talk about rearranging my living room. <laughs> uh, not sure how many people care about that. Uh, something maybe slightly more interesting. We went and did the Everett Art Walk the other night. Uh, that, that was pretty fun. That was our first time doing that together. Yeah, it was fun. I had a good time. And we got a little bit of a late start, but shot a little Live in Everett video. And uh, yeah, always cool just to get out about town and check out local art, have some drinks. And that was cool. Totally. Yeah, the Porters played at Black Lab that night too. Sir Richard Porter, who writes for us at Live in Everett. Uh, we got to see him and his wife play. That was a good time. Yeah, I had fun. So anyway, if you're not familiar with Live in Everett, in addition to this weekly podcast, we also do weekly videos. We send out a jam-packed uh, weekly newsletter every Monday, and we uh, frequently update our blog uh, and events calendar and do uh, a lot of other things. You can learn more about what we do at liveineverett.com. So this week, we have Vice President of College Advancement for Everett Community College, Dr. John Olson, on the podcast. The uh, first doctor, by the way. Is he the first doctor we've had on? I think he's the first doctor that we've had. I, yeah, that, that, might, that might be so. I'll have to, have to think about that. Uh, so uh, John has been an integral part of EVCC's expansion over the years and is also the executive director of the EVCC Foundation. So we're very honored to have him on the show today. Yeah, but before we jump in, McLean Insurance, one of our sponsors, they have a New Year's resolution for you. You should take their insurance checkup. Chances are your life has changed in some way in the last year. Be proactive and take five minutes to make sure all of your insurance is up to date. You can complete McLean's online checkup at autohomeboat.com slash checkup. Well, John, uh, Henry, Garrett, and I are all EBCC alumni, and it's a real honor to have you here, so thanks for joining us. You bet. Uh, Curious to hear some about you, uh, your backstory, uh, maybe in Everett, and then uh, coming to Everett Community College. Uh, They they coincide. I I got here in 1990. I was hired as a speech instructor at Everett Community College by a woman named Nikki Haynes, and she said, uh, you might think about living in Everett. And so I took that as a little bit of a hint to be involved in the community and, and be part of that. So I found a, a basement apartment across from Grand Avenue Park. That's and, awesome. That's a good place to yeah, move in apartment. and been here ever since. Nice. And so where did you come from before Everett? 
I worked in Seattle. I worked for a friend of mine who owned uh, uh, some franchise operations. I just completed my uh, studies at the University of Washington, got a graduate degree there. Gotcha. And thought, hey, this is a good time to move up and carve out a career here at uh, Everett Community College. Okay. And then uh, once you joined Everett Community College, what was your first big project that you worked on there? Well, I was a speech communication instructor, so it was a, the project was actually just trying to figure out what that meant and what classes we were going to offer. Uh, a couple different administrative tasks were then dropped my way. I led the college's accreditation efforts and started to work on their strategic planning efforts as well. So those morphed into more administrative tasks. So the first real kind of big project was helping the college complete its accreditation report and do all the logistics associated with that visit by the accreditation team. So that got me a good overview of what the college was all about. That was 1995. Gotcha. Yeah, and I'm curious about your role now, you know, like your title is Vice President of College Advancement. What does that mean? Yeah, whatever I want it to mean. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of a, a funky title. It, it combines two operations of the college. To advance the college, I guess, is the idea that you're out there fundraising and garnering private support for the operations as well as doing the PR and legislative relations that helps advance the college as well. Um, what are the college's largest programs? The transfer program is still the largest. Most of our students come to get a two-year degree and then they use that to transfer to a, a four-year school. So that's probably about, oh, I want to say 20 to 30 percent of our students. The rest is a mixture of uh, corporate and continuing education. A lot of business training that we do is a, uh, a good thing for the community. We, underneath the umbrella of transfer education, we do a lot of nursing education, and our engineering program is probably the, the thing that's experienced the most growth in the past uh, dozen years. So I'd say in terms of the largest programs, we like to, to say it's nursing and, and engineering under the transfer umbrella. So the transfer, I mean, this is so somebody goes there and they get their two year with like a clear path that they can then transfer to a four year university. So that could be, they could transfer over to WSU, um, or any college that accepts that DTA direct transfer. Absolutely. Thing. And DTA means that we have an agreement with many of the four year schools that they'll take our credits and they know what our faculty are teaching in the classroom and they collaborate very closely with our faculty. You mentioned Washington state university Everett. That's a, a good example of our faculty and their faculty, you know, getting in a room and saying, totally, okay, this differential equations course, yeah, does that match up what you want to teach? It does. And, and then students don't have to worry about uh, missed credits uh, or yeah. credits that don't count. And it seems so practical too, you know, and, and a way to save money, you know, like to go to your, you know, maybe the community college that's in your neighborhood for your first two years before you go and because um, I have friends that are still, I mean, I'm 30 now. I have friends who are still paying off their student loans from doing like all four years at, at a private university or something like that. Yeah, and that's a that's a personal choice. If, if you're looking for something that has a lot of value and still a lot of quality, we, we've been trumpeting that we're uh, more affordable than the four years uh, for, you know, since we were founded. So that's, it's no secret. I think the the hard part is it's it's a different experience for some students. They want the football team and all that kind of stuff. We, you know, we don't have as many uh, athletic programs as a four-year school, and it's a different residential experience for most students. But the value and the and the quality is is hard to beat at the community college system, and that's why you know close to twenty thousand people choose us each year. And for some of those programs uh, like 
nursing, for example, do you guys have kind of community partnerships with, say, the local, you know, Providence Hospital that you work closely with? Absolutely. The the clinical partnerships with uh, the Everett community are, are staggeringly large. I mean, we're in, I, I want to say, about 22 or 24 different clinics. Uh, Providence Hospital is a, an amazing partner. Uh, they they hire our nurses. They help train our nurses. They uh, they keep us on the cutting edge of what they want our nurses to be able to do uh, when they get out of uh, our our program. So uh, we r- rely heavily on the medical community to provide us what we call clinical sites for our nursing education. So do you feel like some of the or a lot of the students coming out of your programs are having an effect on kind of Everett and the surrounding cities because of those? close ties and partnerships? I, I think so. We we don't track all of our graduates and where they go, but we think about 80% of them stay in the community. Uh, we run an ad series in Everett Herald every couple weeks. You'll see an alum that's, uh, you guys know this, you've been in those ads. So, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it's, I chose EVCC. Yeah, that's the one, yeah, right? It's, yeah. it's important for us to, uh, to recognize that a lot of the graduates are going to stay here and be part of the community, whether they're nurses, firefighters, teachers, the uh, list goes on and on. How much uh, is sort of your education and curriculum tailored to getting people into the aerospace industry? Uh, that's the growth I referred to in, in engineering. So engineering okay. transfer students, we like to say that many of them will go into aerospace engineering. At the two-year degree level, we've really expanded our offerings in what we call uh, advanced manufacturing slash avionics slash mechatronics. So three different programs that the Boeing companies helped us create. Uh, more so in the mechatronics and avionics part of that. So mechatronics, you think of the word mechatronics, mechanical and electronics combined. So somebody has to build and maintain and and install those great big robots that you see assembling airplanes. So we, we started a program there. The avionics, uh, Boeing had some interest in expanding the way that their employees were able to troubleshoot the, the avionics systems in airplanes. So we developed a program there. And advanced manufacturing is more for the the suppliers, so they're the ones who supply Boeing with the parts that they need to, you know, for these big airliners. And and we've got a lot of people as machine operators uh, who are out in uh, local supplier companies making a living, good living too. Hmm. Curious about housing. So I live like right across from Everett Community College, and dorms are going up now. Um, just curious, what's what's the plan? So. Um, there's dorms now, and then did I hear you guys are building or trying to build another building? Pretty close. We, we're uh, we're pretty creative about how we got the student housing units that we have now. There are two, and they're right by Starbucks, so on either uh, cross street of Starbucks on 10th and, and what we call Little Broadway there. The first is called Mountain View Hall, and I think there's like 120 single units there. Uh, the feedback we got from our international students, they wanted single you know, kind of pods to live in. So that was the first unit we created. And it's a private uh, builder on private land, and we do a master lease for those units. Similarly, Kitty Corner from there uh, is uh, Cedar Hall, and that's more of a traditional sort of apartment dorm where you have two people in a room, three people in a room, four people in a room. I think there are a couple singles in that. And I think there's 142 beds in that. Same deal, private owner, private land, the college just does the master lease. So we're, we're housing about 250, 260 students. Uh, we think that's where we wanna be. Uh, there is another unit proposed that's, that's not affiliated with us. It's uh, 
it's a it, it's not going to be the same experience it won't be ras if, if they build that out uh it, it it's a it's a different concept so we're we, we think we're we're where we want to be in terms of student housing right now with those two buildings that you guys are kind correct. of correct uh how how do the students behave in there i always drive by and i always think man i wonder what kind of bad stuff those kids are doing in there <laughs> yeah yeah we try not to think about that too much uh, <laughs> that would that would be me at that age i'd be no, like they're like students everywhere you know yeah, yeah. They're, they're gonna have a good time they're gonna you know do things that uh, maybe we don't always want them to coming do, of age but uh, yeah, yeah uh, it, it's it's not uh it's not the Wild West in there, but uh, we, we try to keep them busy with uh, outings and <laughs> activities, you know, kind of take their mind off other things. So the college has grown, I know, steadily for years and years. I mean, I think I started working and going to school there, I don't know, back in like 2002, 2003. And it seems just like every year there's just new buildings, new buildings. How do you think all the growth has affected uh, kind of North Everett and the surrounding area there? Well, we think positively. I mean, I, I look at what the facilities were like along Broadway there, and I look at what our old facilities were like, and, and it's, it's a different ballgame now. There, there are people who want to develop in the North Broadway sector that wouldn't have thought that you know, years ago, you wouldn't have seen Starbucks or Red Lion come into a, what, what the old Everett Community College area used to look like. So we were encouraged by the city to grow toward Broadway from the neighborhood that we're in. And that coincided with uh, the state capital projects list that funded older uh, facilities to be replaced, funded uh, replacement money for these older facilities. So as one of the oldest community colleges, we got a, a good boatload of that money over a six-year period that you're talking about, about you know, 2000, 2008. And we just executed that plan and, and built out, built toward Broadway, replaced places like the Topper Motel uh, that were, you know. and Tai Lanes. Tai was, was. I took a class there once. Yeah. PE credit. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> that was tough. They had good chili down there. Uh, oh, did I, they? Yeah, I never I, tried the chili. I miss that. I miss that a little bit. But <laughs> overall, we think it's it's been uh, something that's been a positive impact on the neighborhood. And I, I can't wait for the next 10 years to see what's going to come in there. I look at other schools that have developed in a similar way, and and the private investment that follows is uh, is usually good for the neighborhood. Curious about uh, the kind of gas station that's fenced off there on the corner. Any insight on what's happening there? No, uh, we don't own that little triangle. Uh, the there was a gas station there. I think the soil's contaminated, and so mm-hmm. they have to do some sort of cleanup there. The, the unknown about how much that would cost uh, made us a little bit leery of, of jumping into that. And we really didn't need that exact section to do what we wanted to do. So somebody's, somebody's doing something there. I noticed there's some trucks and pipe, and so they must be uh, doing some soil testing to try to figure out what that cleanup cost will be. So speaking of all the college's growth, uh, let's talk about WSU. So there is obviously the new WSU building there now and kind of that strong partnership. Um, do you foresee more growth there happening? Absolutely. That, that's their charter is to grow uh, not just the WSU programs, but the other universities that are located in that building. The building houses not, uh, not only WSU's programs, but we, what they call the University Center. And that's a collaboration of, I want to say, four or five different universities that offer programs there. Western Washington University has been there the longest, and they've partnered with us for, I don't know, 30 years at least, and they offer you know, a handful of programs. Uh, Central's there, UW Bothell. So with Washington State leading that 
consortium they're they're encouraged to work with their partners to offer more programs as well as bring programs of their own there and you've seen them do that with uh, the strategic integrated communication program uh, work closely with our faculty to make sure those courses aligned you've seen it with engineering so the that only can grow and it can only be a benefit for the students uh, both our students other area uh, community college students we're the ones that are going to feed those uh, upper division courses that they offer the uh, schools there offer the junior and senior level courses and we at the community college level feed them with the students that complete our uh, with us at the freshman and sophomore level gotcha kind of want to pick your brain a little bit about what your thoughts are uh, and kind of philosophies are on just higher education in general what would you say to somebody who who's never been to whose parents never went to college, whose grandparents never went to college, who's like, doesn't think that it's like a, in their cards, um, and they were to express that to you, what would you say to them? I'd say get your grandmother and grandfather and parents to enroll too. <laughs> we'll, we'll take care of all of you. Uh, I'd say it's a, it's a, it's a risk. It, it's for some people, it, it is the unknown because they haven't grown up in a, in a family that's had someone go to college. So it's there. They could be a little bit nervous. So we encourage them to get to campus. That's a, that's the thing that really does it for us is have them come to campus. We spend a lot of time and effort recruiting people to just come visit us, talk to somebody, find somebody that they know who's attended a class or a program and just do a little bit of, uh, you know, risk taking in terms of finding out what might be of interest to you and you really can't do that online I don't think as well as you can if you're right there on campus walking around so I, I'd encourage them to make a connection find somebody on campus they can talk to uh, most of us are you know in the business because we want to recruit students from all backgrounds and if it's someone that hasn't been there before uh, we love stories of taking them getting them enrolled and getting them out of there with something they can they can put to work yeah, because it's like either it's too expensive or I have a job and I don't have time to do it. And, you know, I find, found as somebody who went back to, so I went to Everett Community College when I was like 25. I dropped out of high school and just kind of worked and wanted to go back to school. And I found that the college was like super accommodating and really affordable too. I mean, considering, you know. There, there, there's so many people uh, there, like I said, 19,000, 20,000 folks. That chances are you're going to find somebody who's had that experience. There's going to be someone there that dropped out. or There's going to be someone there that took a run when they were young and want to return. So you, you chances are you're not going to have a unique experience there, even though you think you might. You know, hey, there's nobody like me there. Or there's there's you know, nobody with my set of experiences there. But uh, chances are we've, we've handled uh, – it's like that uh, – that insurance company commercial, you know, we we cover it because we've seen it all. I forget the exact. Oh yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, no, uh, that that's what we do. We take people with a wide variety of backgrounds and we get them on track. What does higher education mean to you? Uh, it, it means the opportunity to uh, advance yourself economically. It means the opportunity to be exposed to ideas, to improve as a critical thinker, to become involved as a, as a citizen, to get an awareness of things that are bigger than, than the arena that you've operated in before. Uh, those, those come to mind right off the top of my head. It's just it's a way to improve uh, your, your present and your future. 
Yeah, I would say that my experience, so I dropped out of high school and I dropped out of UECC. I have like five credits left to get. I got to take a math class and I'll be like a graduate. I got a uh, uh, registration form for <laughs> you. Uh, so I would say that higher education for me wasn't so much about social mobility, but I do feel like I learned to think critically uh, in a way that I never could have without without my experience at Everett Community College. So I feel like, you know, that is sort of, I feel like one of your core values is to teach critical thinking. And um, I think about that all the time, that my experience at Everett Community College is probably, has had the biggest impact on my life and my ability to see both sides of the coin and think um, and kind of get out of my, you know, born into mindset a little bit and be able to think critically. Yeah, it does that. And, and again, depending on what you take there, you, you could have, uh, you know, the, your first exposure to the arts there. It could be your first exposure to working in a hands-on environment or, uh, you know, what, what's, what's, what are composites all about? How does that work? You can, you can find that. Uh, this opportunity to learn and, and get better at something or get uh, a skill that you didn't have before, uh, it's, there's a lot of value in that. And I think as uh, something I've, I get asked a lot is, I, or how focused are you that everybody completes and gets a degree? Well, I, you know, I think that's good. That's a great goal. But you get something out of there even if you take one course or two courses. Uh, you'll, you'll gain some value. Then are there any new buildings or programs that are in the works that you guys are planning for? Next in the queue is a replacement for our library. The uh, library burned in 87, the replacement building that uh, we put up is is reaching the the end of its usefulness so we're in the project queue in the community college system for a, a new library i call it a library resource center so that project is uh, we, we think will be the pre-design money will come out of the next legislative session and kind of cross our fingers on that but we're, we're looking for that so that'll trigger the the design and then the build in in probably four to six years that's the next project a- after that uh, we're probably going to sit tight for a little bit. The, the the fact that we got so many projects in that 10 year period kind of put us back down at the bottom of the list. So mm. we'll have to be creative if we do want to do some other build out, do some private fundraising, for example, if we want to enhance some of our athletic facilities, uh, got an eye toward a, a couple projects there. And, uh, uh, so stay tuned see what that library project, uh, how that shakes out. Cool. Yeah. That's exciting curious about uh, one last thing and then we're going to ask you some Everett specific questions All right. um, what resources are there for uh, for people of Everett um, who maybe don't want to become a student um, can they use any of the resources or library or anything like that yeah we do have uh, the ability for the public to come in and do quite a few things actually our student activities are, are open to the general public so there's you know different you know uh, calendar of activities that our student life uh, organization puts out and you can come see a live concert or participate in a blood drive. There's a Valentine's Day celebration coming up. We have a, a corporate and continuing education center. That's, that's you know, back in the old days, that was the basket weaving classes. Uh, we, we're a little better than that now. <laughs> we don't do as much of that. Hey, but, my mom was a basket weaver. Yeah, she, <laughs> let's get her signed up to be a teacher. Then she can come back. But that's outdoor recreation, language, uh, personal training classes, things like that. So the non-credit arm of the college is still a, a vibrant part of what we do, and there's a, a pretty good set of courses that, that are available there. Athletics, uh, 
Saturday night, 4 o'clock, 6 o'clock, two games. Uh, men and women are both playing well. I think the uh, women's team is uh, – What sport is it? This is basketball. Okay. So the uh, women's team, I want to say, is second or third in the, the league, and the men are uh, second. They're, they're playing real well. I'm sorry, men are first place now. They beat Edmonds uh, last week. So you got athletics, you got some of the arts, you got some speaker series going on. Community can you know, take part in all those things. Cool. Awesome. Good stuff. Well, we um, have a few Everett-centric questions we ask to all of our guests, so we can jump into those. Um, how have you seen Everett change uh, since you've been here? Let's see. Since 1990, uh, I, I think the, the big word is growth. Uh, that's, that's the biggest change. There's just more of, of everything. There's a little bit more to do. There's more that the city offers. There's, there's more traffic. There are more people, uh, more restaurants. So I, I, I think the, for me, that's the biggest change is, is to stop thinking of us as a, you know, a mid-sized town. We're a, large, we're a large town now. So that's been a change. What do you think Everett's best kept secret is? Besides the I, chili that used to be at Thai yeah. Island. <laughs> yeah. I, I still think it's Jetty Island. I'm amazed more people don't flood that place. Uh, it's, uh, it's a great, totally. great little secret that we, I think we still have. Yeah, I love it out there. Uh, do you think Everett is misunderstood? And if so, why? Oh, I, I don't know. I, I think it's, I don't think it's as misunderstood as it might be uh, under valued or, or understudied I, i've got a friend who lives in seattle who uh, bought tickets to the village theater so you know, we, we just didn't know so it wasn't like they thought something uh and had to correct that impression it's just they didn't know so i think part of that is what you guys are doing here just market what we have in a way that educates people to uh what the city's all about yeah what do you think everett needs if anything what does everett need uh, that's a that's a tough question. We, we need to solve some of the issues that that, that big cities have. I guess I, I you know as well as I do that some of the some of the issues that we thought were only exclusive to Seattle and Portland are, are creeping up here. So I, I think we need to to get our heads together, like I think we're doing in many ways, and and get the the leaders in this community to start helping out with uh, issues surrounding homelessness and opioid addiction and and things that come with growth that are problematic. And I, I'm, I'm pretty confident we've got a, a, the ability to do that. So we, we need to just execute on, on what we know are good ideas. Absolutely. And what is your greatest hope for Everett's future? Uh, I, I share this uh, with a friend of mine who he hopes that more of our uh, kids will stick around. You know that 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 the youth of of Everett, uh, who grew up here and and uh, may have gone away to school, will will choose to come back here and invest in their community and raise their kids here because that's there's a value in that. I, you know, I don't mind that getting out and seeing other places and you know experiencing that, but there there's also value in in coming back to your hometown and and making it a great place to live. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, let's play a game. You want to play a game? Uh, I'm game. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it's a game we call fast favorites. You got 60 seconds to answer five questions, 60 seconds. Okay. And if you do, you'll win a prize. All right. Uh, it's a pretty easy game. Uh, nobody's ever not won. Uh, no pressure. So, yeah. So, um, Garrett will ask the questions and I'll watch the clock. I'm ready when you guys are. All right. Ready, John. I'm ready. Here we go. 
What is your, where is your favorite place to eat? Uh, new one, Chianti. Favorite place to drink? Blue Water Distiller. Uh, favorite place to watch the sunset? Grand Avenue Park. Uh, favorite word to describe Everett? I might need 40 or so seconds on that. Favorite word? I'm going to say home. And favorite thing to do when you have free time? Uh, hiking. Big time hiker. Love to get out. Nice. Experience all we got. Do I have any time left? That was oh, fast. yeah. That was super fast. That was collegiate fast. That was doctor collegiate <laughs> fast, actually. So good job. You want a prize. Uh, Garrett will See, hand you, got, you the tote bag of mystery. Yep. You get to pick one. One prize out of here. You can reach okay. your hand in. And Let's see what we got here. Oh, there we go. Everett Sound CD. That's got 12 different Everett bands on there. Hopefully you still have a CD player. CD yeah. player. Yeah. yeah. That, that guy uh, was laying around. Uh, <laughs> next to my 8-track. Otherwise, it makes a good coaster. <laughs> or a Frisbee. Oh, very good. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. Yeah. You're welcome. Okay. So before we cut you loose, any asks of our audience or any, uh, any last things you want to say? Uh, hey, support these guys. You know, there's some sponsors on here that uh, want to make this thing work. So uh, patronize those sponsors and uh, let's keep this thing going. What about uh, a place uh, that people can learn more about Everett Community College? Well, you're probably looking for like a www.everettcc.edu. One yep. of those. Yeah. Yep. That, that's where we are. Pretty easy to find. A lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of opportunity to search that website and see what kind of programs uh, make a make a little splash on you and uh, click for more information. We'll be happy to help you out. Cool. Thanks, John. You awesome. Bet. Thank you. Go Trojans. Thanks for hanging out for the Live in Everett podcast. We would love to hear from you. Send us your feedback, tips, or whatever you want. You can drop us a line at podcast at liveineverett.com, and we might read your comments on our next show. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Please rate and subscribe uh, to the show. It helps us a ton. And you can keep up with all the good things happening around Everett by subscribing to our free weekly newsletter, The Weekly Goodness, which goes out every single Monday and is packed full of upcoming events, our latest podcast and videos of the week, and a recap of what's new on the blog. You can subscribe for free over on the website, liveineverett.com slash subscribe. Thanks to Dr. John Olson for joining us today. Special thanks to Oliver Elfarmy for our theme music and to our producer, Henry J., which, by the way, Henry has a radio show called The Stereo Wire every Friday night at 8.30 p.m. on 90.7 KSUR-FM. Listening to Henry's show is the only way I can fall asleep at night. Henry writes those little things, by the way. <laughs> I liked that one. That Good things nice. happen in Everett because of you, so thanks so much for listening and being a part of this wonderful city. Have a great week. This is why we're ever till the grave.